Hi. Hi. What's up? Not much. We're here. It's my favorite haunting the podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. We're here with ghost stories for you. Do we have announcements? We don't have announcements. So then we can just dive right in to our stories. Cool. It's your turn. Oh, yeah. Me first. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, who's the, who's talking? Okay, so I did the H.H. Holmes murder castle. You son of a bitch! <laughs> That's been on my list! God damn it! In Englewood, uh, neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. Oh, man, I'm so pissed mostly at myself because I didn't <laughs> do it sooner, but it's been on my list fucking forever. Oh, man. Okay, go. Well, well I came across it last portion. I almost said season, but we don't really have oh. seasons. <laughs> and um, so I was like, hey, that sounds interesting. I came across it in like 2007. Well, I mean, Eight? you've told me about it, and I'm like... On Supernatural? Yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, so some of the history for this. H.H. Holmes' real name is actually Herman Mudgett. <laughs> <laughs> Mudgett. Yeah. He oh, was boy. born in New Hampshire and went to medical school in Michigan, graduated in 1884. Uh, 1886, he moved to Chicago, and he built the first two stories of what became his murder castle, as they call it, in 1887. The bottom floor had a drugstore and retail shops, and the second floor was um, going to be like hotel space. In 1892, he added the third floor. He added it in response to the World's Fair that came in 1893. So he was like, hey, people are going to be here. They need somewhere to stay, and then I can kill them. I mean, it's like a dual purpose, right? And like, um, I was going to say multitasking, but the, it's an object. It can't multitask, but. Yeah. Um, so when he was building the um, whole structure, he hired multiple contractors and work crews, and then he'd fire them. So he was the only one that knew the entirety of the floor plan of the place. That's like, isn't that like... um. Well, like any like castle or like, didn't they do that with like the Great Wall or no? I don't know. But like those like famous like fortresses and stuff, they would like. Yeah. Or they would kill the workers. Yeah. <laughs> but usually so usually no... I hear they kill the workers. Oh, the pyramids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The pyramids. They did that. That Yeah. Yeah. So the people that like buried the Pharaoh, like then they would kill them and they wouldn't know where to go. So that. Yeah. So it's all like a big secret. So he designed it to be confusing for everyone who entered there, including stairs and hallways that led to nowhere, oddly angled hallways, and rooms with no windows. Are those, um, I think, are sometimes called closets? I think they were room-sized, though. <laughs> like, like Big in, closets? I don't know. What, um, what was one of those movies, like, one of those, like, princess movies or something, or those rags-to-riches movies where the girl, like, comes across like some kind of like a big inheritance or ends up I don't know whatever but they end up with like the big closet it's like it's a room mm -hmm. but they put the shelves all around it yeah and there's like mannequins and stuff and it's their closet I don't know I'm not sure it's like no I'm, it's more than one. Oh but yeah it, but... like it's like maybe princess diaries or like 
I don't know, but like any movie like that, that yeah. they have, like it's like every girl's like ultimate fantasy <laughs> is like a giant closet. I don't, cause I would never know what to wear and I would never put my clothes back. So, <laughs> and uh, there would be like rooms inside rooms also, which was weird. And like, they would like all lock from the outside or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but there was. Yeah, it was a very weird layout inside there. And Holmes would visit the World's Fair daily looking for tenants, a.k.a. victims, mostly young women, offering them cheap lodging or work. And when they got back to the hotel, he would lock them in their rooms and gas them, then drop them down mm -hmm. chutes to the basement where he would dissect them, put them in pits of lime or acid, or torture them on a stretching rack. Oh, what a dick. Uh, some of the remains would be sold for m to medical schools, and some he would sell for parts after he dissected them, and the rest he would burn. And some of the accounts I came across say that the torture and acid pits were exaggerations, but I don't know. I mean, the... I think the building burned before people actually went inside to, like, search it. So I'm not sure exactly what. Then what how this... do they know what it was like? Well, I mean, it, like, the, it didn't burn down to the ground. Like, some say it was, like, just partially burned. Mm. In 1895, Holmes was arrested and put on trial. And also in 1895 the ho is when the hotel burned. In 1896, Holmes was executed after his conviction for murder. He confessed to 27 murders. Only nine could be plausibly confirmed, and several of the people he claimed to have murdered were still alive. <laughs> um, some say he killed as many as 200 people, but it's hard to determine because he would sell the remains to medical schools and things. Did you say how the building got caught fire? Um, no, I didn't come across of exactly how. Well, because I was just wondering if uh, he said it. Like, did it catch fire before he no, was arrested or after? He actually abandoned it, like... A year or two before that, like, he fled the city, went to Philadelphia. Oh, okay. So people could have been in there to see, like, how it was set up and everything. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he went to Philadelphia and killed a man down there, and that's the one he got arrested for. Cute. And then in uh, 1938, the building was demolished completely. And after that, the United States Post Office built a post office that's still in use today on the site. That's funny. Because in Supernatural, didn't they? It was an apartment building. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, like the floor plan of, of the two buildings don't completely overlap. So there's just like one side of the post office that used that's like kind of overlaps where the his hotel used to be. Mm-hmm. So is this post office the part that overlaps the old building? Is it haunted? Um, they've come across things in uh, many parts. Oh, cool. So that was all for the history. So we can move on to the hauntings. So interviewed postal employees 
on staff at the Englewood branch of the United States Postal Service have attested to strange goings-on in the building, especially in the basement, which some believe share the foundation wall with the original hotel. Mm. Uh, One employee shared a chilling story of hearing a sound in the basement and poking her head around the corner to see if her colleague was there. She called out to her but heard no answer and saw nothing down the hallway but a row of chairs lined up against the wall. A minute later, when she returned to the hallway, the chairs had been all stacked up on top of each other. That's like poltergeist. (laughs) You know what that was? That was just, um, uh, what's that called? Um... Oh, my God. When you go to, like, the retreat, like, the office. Oh, team building exercise? Yeah, team building. <laughs> I was going to say trust, but it's not a trust exercise. But, yeah, team building exercise. He's just trying to team build. He's yeah. trying to work with them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, there was something I watched. I can't remember what it was called now. But someone, like, they were doing this weird, this, like, fake, really, really fake reenactment of the thing. And... The way the chairs stacked up, it was like, you know, like in Poltergeist, like everything was at odd angles mm-hmm. and stuff. But the way it sounds is like they got stacked like up they like were normally. Stacked like they were going into storage. Yeah. <laughs> but that is still weird. And other employees have seen apparitions of a young woman in the building or on the grassy property where the hotel once stood. And the sounds of a woman singing or humming are, has also been heard in various parts of the current building. Hmm. And then there's an account from Jeff Mudgett, who is a descendant of H.H. H. Holmes. Mudgett. So he's, he actually wrote a book called Bloodstains. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's about H.H. H. Holmes and what he did and the history and family oh, tree and stuff. I didn't think to look into it, but it was in relation to all the stuff I was reading on H.H. H. Holmes, so I think it has to do with him i will say i tried to look up um the book for the mcbride house Mm -hmm. and it's not on apple books or ibooks or whatever it's probably on amazon but i don't have a kindle so (laughs) and so he visited the um the post office and I'm sorry. Um, Bloodstains by Jeff Mudgett, six ninety nine on iBooks. Okay. <laughs> um, so he visited the post office, and before he went in the basement, um, some of the um, post office employees told him, "You know, don't go down there. It's a terrible haunted place." And he like he was not a believer before he went down there. And then he spent an hour down there. Now I'm a believer. Exactly. <laughs> but he didn't say why. Like, he never, he didn't give any details. Oh, my God, so traumatized he can't talk about it. Apparently. <laughs> but um, people have reported seeing Holmes's ghost on the bridge over the Jackson Park Lagoon near where the World's Fair was held. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm like, why? No, but that makes sense. <laughs> and then other... Um, reports from the post office um most of them are from like the basement area like not the public space but Mm -hmm. where the just the employees can go and stuff um doors opening and closing lights going on and off disembodied voices or music people being touched slapped or poked slapped and then uh the female voice singing or talking 
and apparitions being seen. And maintenance workers report odd sightings and feelings in the basement portion of the building, not the regular basement portion, but like the like lower basement, I guess, like the not finished part of the basement because it's like like dirt floor and like sub level something basement? like sub basement. I don't know if it's like the, the same level and just a different portion or if it's actually lower oh, down. Oh, oh, okay. But it's like one portion looks like a finished basement and the other portion looks like um, stone walls and dirt floor and... Oh, like my basement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, dang. Because it didn't give me any more specifics than odd sightings and feelings and the feeling of not being alone down in that portion. And then I got a review from a guy on Yelp. Nice. John on Yelp writes, this place is unusually cold. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut, to interrupt and cut you off. But was he leaving a Yelp review for the post office? Yes. There are actually <laughs> oh, several. I know. Oh, I know. I've seen them before and it just always makes me laugh because it's not like. So when I lived in Queens, our post office was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Stuff would go missing all the time. Every single employee was a complete an utter asshole all the time, like for no reason. So, and like, I get it. It's a stressful job. It's probably not your ideal. You're dealing with people who are also grouchy, but like first thing in the morning, if I'm your first customer and I'm walking up and saying, good morning, you have my package and here's my slip and whatever. Like you don't need to be a dick about it. Yeah. So, but it just would always amuse me when I would like Google search to like, I don't know why I was Google searching. It was right down the block, but get the phone number maybe or something. Yeah, probably something like that. And it would come up with like reviews and mm-hmm. they were always like horrible. Like they're so <laughs> terrible here and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it, it amuses me because it's the post office. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not like it's a, I don't, it's a government like, yeah, take I was what you get. Say government business, but it's not really like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's funny. It's yeah. funny to me. Well, this one was like 50-50, good and bad. And then there was John's. <laughs> and see. then there was John's. <laughs> uh, this place is unusually cold. I felt fingers on me and a woman's voice saying, excuse me, as if to get by. And nobody was there. Wow. While he was waiting for a package? Oh. Uh, he. I think he was in line... The, I I missed a part of his review because it was on a different line. It, the rest of it's I go here just for the experience, also to get stamps on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, can you imagine being, like, one of the the employees there and you're, like, at the window? And you're like, sir, can I help you? And he's just like, no, I'm just waiting for a phantom touch. <laughs> I'm just going to stand. Like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, I don't know. It's amusing. And that was about it for... The H.H. Holmes Murder Castle. Man. I can't believe you took that from me. You snooze, you lose. I know. I know. And it's so funny because, like, when I'm sitting here, like, what do I do next? What do I do next? And, like, that's literally been, like, in the (laughs) queue. It's fine, though. You probably did better than I could have (laughs) done. All right, so did you know that Savannah, Georgia was built over a a graveyard? No. 
I didn't either. I don't know if that's actually true, but that was one of the things that I found in my research. And that's the theory of why that entire city is so haunted. Hmm. It's like, that would make sense. The whole city is haunted. So like the most haunted city in America or something like that. Uh, I mean that in new Orleans, right. Um, but so I did the Kehoe house in Savannah, Georgia. So, uh, William Kehoe, he immigrated from Ireland in 1842 with his parents and seven siblings, um, started working as an apprentice in an iron foundry, worked his way up to the top. We started from the bottom and now we're here and eventually bought the foundry, <laughs> built a new one after World War One. became one of the most successful and prominent businessmen in Savannah. So he was fucking rich. Uh, in 1868, he married Anne Flood and in 1892, they started construction of their new home on Habersham Street, which was completed, and the family of 12 moved in. Wow. They had 10 kids. 10. 10. Wow. Was that, that the other day when I was like, can you imagine having 10 kids? That's what it was about? That's, that was this, because I was like looking wow. over it. And, yeah. 10 kids. They, there was a set of twins. Okay. Well... I guess. I don't know, but it's twins. <laughs> yeah. So double, two babies double the, the trouble. Um, they were rich. They didn't, are you kidding? They didn't change those diapers. Uh, <laughs> you still had to hear it cry. <laughs> the house was sold by Kehoe's heirs in 1930 and has since been a boarding house, a funeral parlor, and was owned by Jets player Joe Namath. What? Yeah, he bought it in the seventies. So it was a funeral. Okay. It was a funeral home for like forty years, and then and then Joe Namath, Joe Namath bought, bought it. it, and he sold it in nineteen ninety. Wow! Because <laughs> who doesn't want to own a funeral parlor? I know. Well, okay. To be fair, it's a really nice house. It's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> like Google pictures of it. Is, I'm sure I'll post one, but it's fucking beautiful. Um. When he sold it in 1990, it went under, it went under, it underwent a two-year renovation before opening as a historic bed and breakfast named the William Kehoe House, cool. fittingly. Uh, it was sold again in 2003, and today HLC Hotels runs it. Some hotel company, I don't mm. know. So, I mean, fair amount of history, I guess, you know, sure, it's old. And it's in Savannah. I mean, old plus Savannah kind of equals haunting, right? Yeah. It's went through what, all the wars? Except for the Revolutionary? <laughs> no, 1892. Oh, okay. So, Mrs. Civil War. And the War of 1812. And the, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, we're going to start out. So, there's an unsubstantiated rumor. I don't even know why I wrote there's an unsubstantiated rumor. This is completely fake. But <laughs> if you take a ghost tour, like one of those ghost tours, if mm -hmm. you do that in Savannah, they'll stop. This is one of the stops on like all of them. And they tell the story. They still tell this story, but it's been debunked. Like it's not true. But they tell the story. <laughs> I'm going to tell it anyways. That two of the 10 children. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm half right. The unsubstantiated rumor is that two of the 10 children died in okay. the house. What is absolutely fake is the story of how it happened. Um, they say that Mrs. Kehoe came home one day 
to realize two of her children are missing. So they look everywhere. Several days go by and a foul odor leaves the family to the home's chimney. Oh. Where they find the two bodies of the two kids. Um, so this never happened. The, they, they try to say like they were playing around in the chimney and got stuck. Okay. I, Pretending to be Santa on the, on the roof. Like, like yeah. How do you get stuck? And like the, you don't call out like help. We're stuck in here. They're both quiet. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like if they both climbed up there, I don't know how that was supposed to have gone down, but it's been debunked. Like it's completely false. Okay. Um, I did find another theory that it was two daughters who died of roseola within a few days of each other and they were close in age. So when their ghosts are seen, they're mistaken for twins. Okay. Because the, the two that were supposed to be in the chimney, I think were the twin boys. Okay. Um, I couldn't find another accounting of this, but that, that was from, um, a blog called seeksghosts.blogspot.com and um, they took that story about the chimney and were like, but that's not what happened. This is what happened. I don't know where they got that information from, but that's another theory set forth. But there okay. there are accounts of spirit children. Okay. So, um, so the really common one is the phantom sounds of children playing throughout the house when there's no children staying in the building yeah it's like it's like meant for just adults right bed and breakfast type place yeah well i mean sometimes there's probably kids but there were yeah this was the one that i think i was telling you like all the reviews were like my 20th wedding anniversary and my wife's birthday and blah 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 barf um i mean congratulations um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean kids have stayed there Okay. So that was like some of the stories were like, you know, kids were there, kids weren't there, whatever. But it's yeah, when the, there are no children there, that, okay. and you hear children, that's when you would <laughs> yeah. mark that down. Um, there's been uh, phantom smells of old perfumes who will randomly waft in and out of rooms and hallways, which could just be. You know, especially if it's warm, it's Savannah, it's Georgia. Yeah. So if, and all that old wood absorbs all those scents and when it gets warm, it releases them and it could be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it could be just smells of flowers from outside that they don't realize a flower could smell like that. And that's what perfume is. If it's a floral. Yeah. It wasn't specified. Okay. Um, lots and lots of reports of being touched at night. <laughs> in yeah. bed. No, thank you. Yeah. So from ghost.hauntedhouses.com. Rooms 201 and 203 are the most active. So you can stay here mm-hmm. and it looks really nice. So if you're in Georgia, like around Savannah, I mean, go book room 203 or 201. <laughs> um, so 203 is where there's um, a figure on the bed. So they believe that it's Anne Kehoe, Mrs. Kehoe. Um, She sits on the edge of the bed. After she disappears, the impression of her butt is still there. (laughs) I mean, they they didn't word it like that. I worded it like that. I know you worded it like that. Like (laughs) her her impression is still there. It's her butt because she was sitting there. 
Um, so she'll disappear, but it still looks like there's like an indentation on the covers of somebody sitting there. Um, and she's also, uh, has been seen, did I say, I said two Oh three, right? This is two Oh three. Um, she's also been sitting at the desk. There's a desk in that room and she'll sit there and like write letters. I don't know. Cause that's what they did back then. Writing love letters. No emails. Room 201, I mean, this is another one that when you say, like, it could be the flowers outside. Strong smell of roses. Mm. I don't know if they have roses growing outside. No, but the neighbors But <laughs> I mean, but I mean, roses are finicky. Like, I don't know if, I'm just saying, I don't know if those yeah. are actually outside. But that room specifically, people will smell a very strong mm. rose smell. Um, it wasn't clear if that was also the perfume that they had been smelling. Hmm. Okay. Um, and this is the room where you may feel a child stroking your hair and or face Ooh. while you lie in bed at night. No. Thank you. Um, I have live children that do that yeah. and I don't like it. They do? Why do they touch your face? No, not my face, my hair. Oh. Not much anymore, but like, uh, yeah, I'm like, don't do Cause that. Cause it's there. I don't, it weirds me out when people touch my face. I don't know why. I don't, it makes me, yeah, I don't like it. Don't touch my face. Um, Anne has also been seen like making rounds on the third floor, like around bedtime. Like she's putting everyone to sleep. Yeah. Like walking up and down the <laughs> hall, making sure everyone's in bed. Um, she always seems to be very friendly and loving and sometimes will give guests a kiss on the cheek. Okay. <laughs> she's sweet. She, I mean, she sounds very like Have motherly. Night, sweetie. Yeah, she sounds very, like, motherly. Of course, the the sounds of children's feet running through the hallways and children's voices when there were no kids staying there. Um, the thing with the, the kids... So, the two girls that supposedly died of um, roseola. Mm-hmm. So, they're mistaken for twins because they're, they, they're very close in age and they look very similar. Um, I didn't get actual ages on them, but they're not actually twins. But they'll be, like standing at the foot of your bed and, like, whispering to each other and, like, giggling. No. <laughs> no. They, they're, like, they're, but, like, they sound sweet, like, because they're, like, stroke your hair and face and whatever, like. I don't know, but, but the they, standing over your bed they and sound, giggling. No, like, at the foot of your bed, not over your bed. No, but they're, still. They're little. Like... But, like, they, like, whisper, like, they're mischievous. Like, they whisper to each other and and laugh. Like, they're probably telling jokes about you. Probably. Like, did you hear her snore? Oh my god, she sounds like a man. Um, <laughs> William Kehoe has been known to come in through the front door periodically. Hmm. There is sometimes an unexplained light seen in what used to be his office. Um, it's an upstairs room. It's the room with the cupola. 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 Yeah. I love those those. things. (laughs) I love those things. Um, I want a house with one of those. Um, The room is unused today, Hmm. so there's no reason that there should be a light on inside of it. Yeah, so if you come back late and you see a light in that room. It's William, up late working on office stuff. Foundry, that's what it was. Foundry work. Oh, the iron foundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's doing the bookkeeping. Sure. He's making sure the iron is... Irony. <laughs> irony. Oh, irony. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, this is my favorite story. 
This comes from a concierge working one night. She was sitting at the check-in desk. The doorbell rang. So she could see through. So I, I haven't seen a picture of like the lobby, so I don't know how it's set up. But it sounds like the desk is just sitting across from the door, and the door is those, you know, the old, um, the double door with the glass windows, Mm -hmm. like through the, the middles. Um, so she looked up and she can see through the windows and there's nobody there. So she just ignored it. It rang three more times before the door unlocked itself, opened, and all the other exterior doors in the house on the first floor opened at the same time. What? How does she know that, though? She probably heard it. Oh. (laughs) She probably heard all the doors, like, fly open. Doors make noise. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was just like... That was um, William Kehoe coming home, and he locked himself out. And he's like, "What the fuck? Why aren't you opening the door?" <laughs> um, I don't. She. It doesn't say that she saw anybody walk in, but it. That's when still creepy. That's the other part, though, is that people will see him like mm-hmm. just walk through the door, like he's just coming home. So. Yeah. Other than the two kids allegedly dying in the house, which is not confirmed, um, nothing really tragic happened there, except that you know. It sounds like they were actually like in love and had a bunch of kids and she sounds like she was very loving and motherly and that was their home. They built that home and lived there and raised all their kids and yeah, so that's the Kehoe house. So if you're in Savannah, stay there and ask for room 203 or 201. I want to stay in 201. I want to see the kids. (laughs) I want to see the little kids. Even though kid ghosts are creepy. They are creepy, but they sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> I did spend, like, a fair amount of time on the last episode complaining about ghost children, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, because there were two in my story. There's two here, too. Complain with us forever and ever and ever. I think it's creepy when kids just stare at you in general, alive or dead. <laughs> Whatever are you talking about, mother? Exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I tried searching for him, and I couldn't find him anywhere. Oh. Froston, if that was indeed his name. It oh. wasn't Forrest, was it? No. Definitely not Forrest. Because I did a search for Froston back, and Forrest came up. Hmm. Forrest back. Well. Unless she had a pen name. Yeah, Or maybe. changed the names. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Likely. In Probably, fact, I would yeah. say, if it's her but kids. But, like, why would she change them to that? And, like, then... Like, Maybe because... She has a whole story about her, where her daughter's name came from. Maybe she's named after a different town. Maybe. Um... Like maybe Arizona. those are the names that she always wanted to name her kids and her husband vetoed. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I've dated guys and we've talked about kids' names and they've vetoed me. Like, we're not even, <laughs> we're just dating. How are you vetoing my names already? <laughs> like, what the hell? We're not even, like, engaged or married or anything. What's happening? Indulge me for this. <laughs> Your names are not, like, bad, though. Like, they're not weird and, like, crazy. No. So, I don't see why. That was a really quick episode. 
I, yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> We're so efficient when we don't do bullshit. <laughs> I feel like now we have 20 minutes that we can just sit here and bullshit. Hey, can we do this for 20 minutes? Oh my god, no, but... He's so loud. He's so loud. So, uh, I have edited the title of our Facebook group. It is now My Favorite Haunted Group parentheses the home of the paranormies <laughs> uh so if you guys haven't joined that yet go do it uh follow our facebook page our twitter page our instagram page i don't even know if those are called pages or i don't know what the kids call things these days i whatever you know what i mean though um my favorite haunting or my fave haunting you'll find it um and subscribe to our podcast yes and uh rate us if you'd like Oh, yeah, that's still a thing, rating, reviewing. I mean, let's be honest, this is entirely self-indulgent. It's just a <laughs> bonus that you guys like it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess that's it, though. Thanks for potting with us. What is that thing? I don't know. I was trying to think if anything added, and nothing came to me. So I kind of froze. Yeah, you froze like Captain America. And got worshipped by Inuit. That was...